0: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, TalkTuners. Lately, I've been making some positive changes in my life, but it definitely wasn't easy, nor did it happen overnight. With the help of talk therapy, I've been able to grow and unlearn behaviors and beliefs that were causing me to feel stuck. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy and now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours and special offer to stephanie and stephanie talk Tunes listeners You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash Steph and Steph. That's betterhelp.com slash Steph and Steph. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast.
1: Hello, Talk Tuners. Welcome to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes, the show where we talk about the music that has shaped our lives. I'm Stephanie Myers. Hey, guys, Stephanie Pena. What's up? It's April. It's April, Stephanie. And that means we have been doing the show a full year, We've been doing it for a full year somehow. No. Which is bananas. Crazy. So, <laughs> this episode will come out April 20th. And our first episode ever came out on April 21st last year. So you and I have put out an episode every two weeks for a year with a short break for the winter holidays. But it's been a every two weeks for a full year. Wow. Bananas. Wow. I'm really proud of this kind of body of work we created. Hope the Talk Tuners have enjoyed themselves. We've traversed so many stories and memories and factoids and topics in the last year. It's hard to believe. Been a full year. <laughs> Absolutely. My gosh. Nuts. What a ride. What a ride.
0: Um, And I've had so much fun doing this. Yes. Um, Reliving our memories, talking about our love for music has just been, it's kind of like therapeutic in a way. And also just really cool because, man, I got to dust off the brain and be like, oh, that happened. Oh, yes. One for the memoirs. I need to hurry up and write them, right? We have good stories and we're not done yet, guys. And uh, definitely want to give a shout out to Pantheon. Um, podcast for you know picking us up and helping us uh, widen our listener base. Um, all of our, our network is very powerful. Um, it's all music podcasts and we can be in better company. So very grateful. Awesome.
1: One year down, many more to go. Absolutely. Yes. And echoing my thanks to Pantheon. And this has just been so great to be part of that network. And we love our brother and sister music podcasts and happy to be a part of it. And we were thinking just, too, about how we hit this one-year mark. And it's all because of listeners. It's all because of you, TalkTooners. Yes. So thanks, as always, for listening. We're giving back to you guys a little bit with a little giveaway in this episode. Please email talktoons at gmail.com with the phrase one year in the subject line if you're interested in being entered into a drawing to win a Stephanie and Stephanie talktoons t-shirt. We'll be announcing that winner on a future episode, but wanted to have a little giveaway to give back.
0: Yes, and that's cool, man. Who doesn't want to pimp us out on the streets? Come on, y'all. Better get your <laughs> get your email in, get your
1: submission in. So this is really cool. And letting you know that if you're so inclined, we've officially launched our merch. You can go to stephaniestalktunes.com and get everything from shirts and buttons to pint glasses and pet shirts via our print-on-demand partner, Printify. So definitely enter the shirt giveaway contest this episode. And if you want to go ahead and grab some merch of any kind, and we do mean we have any kind, we even have color changing mugs and scented candles. You can support us by doing that. And either way, thanks for your support by listening to this show. We always appreciate it. And we're always grateful for it. So thank you. Well, I'm so excited, Stephanie, to talk about the song we're talking about today and the person we're talking about today as well. Mm
0: Mm -hmm. Talking about
1: Dolly Parton's I will always love you. That's yeah. a song that you really enjoy too, just like I do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, y'all, Dolly is definitely someone that Steph and I have bonded over, and even our, our whole, like, all of our other extended friends. Like, I really haven't met one person who likes it when you say Dolly partner, like, oh, really? They're like, yeah, you know, I mean, everyone gets excited about Dolly. I don't care what, if you listen to country music um, at all. It doesn't matter. She She's definitely crossed over. She's an icon and everyone can appreciate her in some way. And I will always love you. Come on, man. Y'all yeah. know this song. Like this is definitely a song that will, generations and generations to come, will be exposed to and love just as much as we do.
1: Totally, totally. And it's such an interesting history of the song and I'm not sure everybody knows it. So definitely wanted to share those Facts with yeah. talk to today. So she was on Country Stars Porter Wagoners TV show in the 60s, and she was really a rising star on that show. She got to showcase her songwriting. Um, they had a it was a professional partnership on that show, and she got to a point where she realized, you know, it's time for me to it's time for me to move on. This has been a great mm-hmm. experience, but it's time for me to move on. It's time for me to go my own way. At that point, she'd been on this show for five years. And she wrote this song to sing to him. And she said, just because I'm going to, doesn't mean I won't love you. That's what she told CMT. I appreciate you, hope you do great, appreciate everything you've done, but it's time for this to end, which is like so sweet and so nice. Um, they had a great working relationship. Porter understood after she sang that song to him. She, he's like, okay, mm-hmm. now I get it. Um, they continue to have a working relationship and he produced her next record, which was Jolene. Um, which had, I will always love you on the track list. The song became the multiple time number one hit that we know today. Dolly and Porter performed it together at a Grand Ole Opry show. Um, And then she also reportedly sang it to him one final time on the day he died in 2007, which is like, that gives you chills.
0: Yeah. Immediate over here. Immediate chills.
1: Yeah. What an important song. And so cool. And of course we know how successful this song was. Dolly's version hit number one on the charts twice in her career. It was when she'd first released it in 1974. And then she recorded it again in 1982 for her musical movie with Burt Reynolds, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. (laughs) Fun movie. If you haven't seen it, it's very cute. It's fun, despite the kind of funny title. Um, Yeah, with the title, it's cute.
0: Yeah. House.
1: What up? Right. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fun. So check that out. Oosh. And then we'll get into it a little bit more later in the episode. But of course, acknowledging the fact that this became popular all over again when Whitney Houston recorded a version for the movie for the Bodyguard in 1992. But a lot of history tied in yeah, to the song.
0: Absolutely. So, man, this is definitely. Um, I think there's this this was actually the first time I had seen Dolly when the song came out, like on TV. Um, always heard her on the radio, but, um, on TV, she just became, um, in my world, you know, I mean, gosh, this song came out before I was born and I, and I've been feeling pretty old lately, but I can say that (laughs) the song's older than me. Hooray. Um, but you know, (laughs) it's life, right? That's funny. Um, but, but, um, but you know, it was, it, yeah, I just, you know, I talked about earlier about how generations, you know, after us are going to appreciate Dolly and whatnot. This just goes to show the longevity of her music and how um, relevant it is because, yeah, I was born in 81, whatever. I have no shame. So this song came out in 74. I mean, there is that gap. And I just remember that it just, it was always living in this song. And definitely in the nineties, Whitney brought it back. Um, full force in a different light um, to, you know, to the big screen with the bodyguard. And Stephanie, you have some really cool facts regarding that because there tend to be some quote unquote drama between the two divas, Whitney Houston and Dolly Parton.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of unfortunate the way the tabloids said, okay, well they're feuding over this, which actually Mm -hmm. could not have been further from the truth. So Whitney is of course charted hugely with the hit yeah. in 1992, and that's when the tabloid said, "Hey, there's a feud between Whitney and Dolly Parton." Um, and then Whitney um, Whitney ignored this agreement; she would not perform the song. Um, all this stuff. They both said, "Hey, this is not true." They spoke positively about each other in interviews. Yeah. They said, "This is not true." They're like, "This is only this is only a good thing." And then Dolly even said the quote: "The way she took that simple song by and it made it such a mighty thing; it almost became her song." And then she'd mm-hmm. add in some writers say, I hate the way they've done that to my song. The version wasn't ha- wasn't what I had in mind, but she said, I think it's wonderful. People can take a song and do it so many different ways. And both versions to me, I get, I get like chills in the best way, right? Both versions for different reasons.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They did. I mean, I, I agree with Dolly like hundred percent. It just became almost became Whitney's song because they are a different feeling, both very magical, both extremely well done, um, beautiful songs. Um, yeah, but if it, it's, I mean, this goes to show how talented these artists are, these singers are, I mean, my gosh, but, um, props to Dolly for, um, straightening things out because the Dolly that we know, I mean, that, you know, that we know obviously through the media and so forth, doesn't seem like the kind who would get really, um, Jealous and or be bitter about um, someone else's success. She just doesn't seem that way. So right. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I forgot about tabloids. Oh, the Sun back in the day, the tabloid, the Sun. Anyway, did you? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I remember that. So guys, this song, you know, when he came, um, when he redid it for the Bodyguard soundtrack, it was everywhere, and um, I was definitely. Uh, a big fan and knew, knew the original, felt cool because I knew the original, but really respect um, Whitney for her performance. And when I was a child, I was bored, completely bored a lot of the time. If I wasn't watching MTV <laughs> or reading a book or whatever, I was just bored. And I felt like I had the most beautiful voice everyone needed to hear. Yes, so do. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Thank you. Kind of embarrassing, but I don't care. It's relevant. Um, so when I was a kid, I actually recorded myself singing Whitney's version of this song because she has so much uh, soul and emotion into it, more than Dolly. I mean, it is different. I'm not dissing Dolly at all. It's just, it's different. So yes. I wanted to take my scene to Whitney's level because of course, yes, give me a record deal. And I also would mimic Whitney Houston's uh, rendition of the national anthem. Cause you know, it's Whitney. Um, Lord knows where those states <laughs> are now. Um, they're in some landfill. Um, unfortunately, I did not recycle these. Um, these little mementos, these artifacts of my life. But um, yeah, I had to mention that because this was the jam, y'all. And <laughs> I'm Love sure it. my parents or my brother or somebody's like, yeah, I remember when this. Girl was there thinking that she was going to be um, a really big singer and um, be founded and move to Hollywood. Yeah, no, didn't happen. Oh
1: my god, I love the story though, and I've heard you, of <laughs> course, sing karaoke. So I'm sure it was very good. I'm sure Young Pena was like out there freaking doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to do this one um, karaoke, but oh God, um, I, I'm not hard. gonna do it like. Oh, <laughs> serious though come on like oh, no. man anyway be yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna embarrass myself well Not got my you range. so <laughs> everybody loves this song right including Elvis so Stephanie you have a really cool fact regarding
1: um this so please tell I was completely floored when you when you shared yeah. this with me earlier don't know if Elvis ever karaoke did on his own but he did <laughs> want to record the song and uh and he and his manager oh. Earl Tom Parker came to Dolly and said, hey, Elvis wants to do this song. And Colonel Tom said, well, I want half the publishing rights for this song. And Dolly was and is an incredible businesswoman. And she said no. And she'd said in subsequent interviews, I wanted wanted to hear Elvis sing it, and it broke my heart. I cried all night. And you know, it's, It's interesting, too, because it's the time in her career that maybe it's like she was a rising star for sure. But it's time in her career that maybe others would have said, I'm going to capitulate here. Okay, it's Elvis. You can have half the publishing rights. But she didn't. And I'm impressed by that, even though I'm sure that would have been a great rendition. Um, It seems kind of in line as a side note with just kind of a number of questionable decisions that Colonel Tom had made for Elvis over the years. Mm -hmm. But I could feel a whole other episode with that. And it just seems, I don't know, to me, I don't know how you feel, Stephanie. To me, that's a pretty big ask to say I want half the publishing rights for a song like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm just getting mad right now. It's ain't my song. I'm I have kidding. nothing to do with it. I can only imagine how Dolly felt. I mean, being a yeah. being a woman and having to break through the the male clutter and the male dominance mind. of the music scene. Man, it's good yeah. how much of a badass she is. It's yeah. like, yeah. I mean, I am. Yeah. Absolutely. So the misogyny and all the bullshit she had to deal with. Um. Yeah, and then you know this was. I can just see her from a business standpoint being like, absolutely, this could definitely give her some major royalties. But you know what? You ain't taking the the credit for my um, you know, my genius and my creativity for songwriting. Cause yeah. So I, I just respect her so much. I
1: mean, what a strong woman. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right to call her a genius because she really is. She, as you and I found out, Stephanie, wrote the song Jolene, along with I Will Always Love You, on the same day, and she was like asked about it because it was kind of um, folklore that was out there for a while and was asked about it. I was yeah. Like, is this true? And she said, "Yeah, I looked at my notes and back from that day, and I guess it was." And just said in kind of this the most humble way, she said, "That was a good writing day." Yeah, I would think so, Dolly. <laughs> so I guess it makes me feel it's like I don't have an excuse anymore for not making my way through my to-do list you got Dolly Parton on the scene creating classics in right, one day like,
0: mm-hmm, I'd have me a sandwich and now I'm gonna sit here and write this iconic song called Jolene you know I'm just feeling it right now and then I took a little nap and I woke up and I was like, you know, I'll always love you. And I got all this emotion I need to put down on paper and it's going to be a mega hit. Mm, Then I got to go to sleep. We have like, (laughs) seriously, it was like you mentioned, I think it was Prince who did something very similar. He wrote when doves cry in a night or something like that. Right. I think from our past episode, you mentioned that. And like, oh my gosh, geniuses. Yeah. Geniuses. I would definitely use the label
1: geniuses for these people.
0: My gosh. Yeah. So Jolene's actually my favorite song. Um, and I love Dolly, obviously for her music, number one, wouldn't know who she is if she wasn't, yeah. uh, you know, an artist, but I also love her just as an icon, as a person, as an entertainer. Yeah. And, um, one of, one of the things I like to do, and I probably mentioned this before is gamble. I love me a good casino yeah. and for a while, for a good run, maybe like 2013 to gosh, maybe 2019 or so, you would see a lot of Dolly Parton uh, slot machines. um, No matter where you went, if you went to Vegas, if you went to Louisiana, wherever you go gamble, you saw them. And the cool thing about the Dolly Parton machine is that you got to pick what song you wanted to listen to while you were feeding her money. And yes, so a little jukebox would come love up it. and I was like, okay, I'm playing Jolene and they just put I it on my throw my twenties in there. And the cool thing is y'all is that she paid like, oh. it was good. She can, you can feel her philanthropic, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, ways. Cause I don't know, man, there was something going on. I just laugh, right? It's gambling. It's chance. It is what it is, but I always, always won on the Dolly machine. And in fact, Love Stephanie, it. last time that, oh, actually, one of the last times, second to last time I went up to LA to come see you, I had a stop in Vegas at the airport. I found the machine. I was like, thank you, because they're really hard to find now. Yeah. And I found the machine and I hit like 200 bucks that paid for my Uber ride to your apartment. <laughs> thank you, Dolly. Thank
1: oh, you. Man.
0: I've never my seen God. that at the Vegas airport. I got to find that next time. Yes, girl. It was Southwest, so hopefully they still have it. It's yep. a beautiful, beautiful uh, slot machine. So, and then on that note, um, with my uh, tie, my love for music, my love for Dolly, my love for gambling, my friend Laura bought me a beautiful Dolly magnet, so I can carry with me to every casino that I go to as a good luck charm. So, thank you, Laura, and thank you, Dolly. Um, I love just, it. yeah. I had to share that. I had to share that. Dolly's everywhere. And I know that, you know, one of her songs that really had a big effect on your life is Islands in the Stream. So let's
1: educate about that one. I love that song. I do love that song. It's so interesting because Dolly, of course, pretty much any hit that you can think of that's on the radio, she wrote. She wrote herself. This one uh, is an exception to The Rule. The Bee Gees wrote it. And she mm. did it with Kenny Rogers that as a duet and it's a really fun song. And I was obsessed with it around age three and there's like a tape of me like doing my rendition of it. Like I sang it all the time and I just like, I think I love the imagery of like islands in the stream. Oh my um, God, but love... credit the Bee Gees for that little fun fact and oh my gosh, you know, love it, killing it, you know.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, Stephanie. So, I mean, I know my tape's to the landfill, but I'm pretty sure you still have yours somewhere and we can I get that I digital. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's so funny you talk about Kenny Rogers, right? Because Kenny Rogers, the gambler, I would also find the Kenny Rogers machine and play the gambler because you know, you got to know when to hold them, oh, would have loved that, know when to fold them and know when to walk away, you oh, know.
1: I <laughs> <loved that. Absolutely. laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, Islands in the Stream, I love it, too. Absolutely. I love Kenny. I love Dolly. And really weird, before we were um, talking about, you know, what episode we're going to do, we decide on Dolly Parton. You know, once you put something on the universe, it just comes full circle. Well, I just, I got hit up with um, a random the random remake of this song, it's a rendition, it's totally different, but um, the artists Old Dirty Bastard, Pross, and Maya redid this song in 1998 and labeled it Ghetto Superstar. <laughs> Ghetto Superstar, Classic. that is what you are, and they're like, oh my gosh, I was like, yes, and then so it was just great because I completely forgot about this song, this little gem of the late 90s, and I'm like, so yes, yeah. of course, it's out in the universe, man, Dolly is the shit. She She is is the shit. So, um, yeah, I just go in to show more of her legacy, man. She has touched so many different genres, different people in our everyday lives. She's a queen. She is a queen.
1: Exactly. Exactly. To be, okay, like cross-genre, like hip-hop community, to be inspired by her samples for something like that. Get a superstar. It's a very different song. Mm -hmm. It's a great song. Yeah. But to be like, oh, hey, what's the sample need to be? Islands in the Stream. Amazing. Of course. I love it. So cool. So Mm y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's just, she's so cool. And I think that's why you and I were so excited to finally try to see her live. And we've actually tried, if I'm recalling, for many years to see her play a concert. And it was actually pretty challenging to get tickets. Mm -hmm. Um, it was when you and I were both in New York, and it was she was not always playing in New York at all. She was not always touring. She yeah. was not always doing that thing. It was like, well, how do we get to see her? Like, what do we do? And then she finally announced the show. It was in 2016 in Queens at Forest Hills stadium. And uh, we did end up getting tickets incredibly. And we were supposed to go. Um, it was you, me, Jeff, and then my friend, Christine. And I remember mm-hmm. we actually had to get separate seats. It had to be two groups of us, two groups of two, in another section to even get seats yeah. for this show. Because it was like, hey, guys, this is a hot ticket. But we did get those. So it was so cool that we, we finally did make it happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the Queen playing in Queens, y'all. First of all, to yeah. step back a little bit here. Queens? I'm seeing, like I was totally tripped out. I was seeing Dolly Parton in New York again. It was like, OK, <laughs> don't, you know, of course, New York is the epicenter, of course, just like L.A., um, Vegas for entertainment. Right. So yes, everyone who is a name is going to be playing one of these, you know, these towns in a, in a major venue, but it was just really weird. Cause I've never seen any country music in New York. Yeah. And if all places Queens, not in the city, I was like, okay, maybe radio city music hall. I don't know, but no, no, we're going to go to Forest Hill stadium yeah, out in Queens. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? That's Dolly keeping it real because it is not an easy track. Because seriously, it's like, you know, you're, it's one of those subway rides when you're on, you know, like it gets so, so spare as far as like, Uh um, sparse, as far as the the folks in the, in the uh, cars, because everyone is like, you know, um, basically staying closer, uh, you know, they live closer to Manhattan and, you know, the further you go out to its final destination, you know, you're in the boonies, right? Quote unquote boonies. And that's where (laughs) we were. And it was funny, I was like, oh, they're going to a dolly concert. They're going to a Dolly concert. I'm in the, you know, in the subway car looking at it. But man, I'm even looking at myself. Talk about all walks of life. Yeah. Like I saw kids. Yeah. I saw, you know, with their parents. I saw folks that were, you know, probably retired. Um, you know, I, I was in my 30s. Here I am. And I didn't feel like I was going to a country show. Um, I never, you know, get myself in. I would say costume because it would be a costume for me because I don't wear country Western gear. Right. So I never do that. It, I am who I am, but it was great to just see that there were folks from all different walks of life going to see Dolly. Cause of course, and her performance that night was exceptional. Never seen her it. Gosh, y'all. She, she was she was on her A++ game. I remember her having interactions with her band. So she is yeah. an entertainer. So she was acknowledging the people um, who are helping her create this music. She was even having jokes about, I don't know, she had something going on with the drummer they were having. I just remember her, like, just, they had some type of bet going on. So she was just, like, making it very casual, very cool. Even though you're seeing this ultra star, she's like, no, I'm just here to entertain. It's cool. I'm Dolly, and, you know, you're Stephanie. And I'm going to see you, Stephanie. And that's just going down the right. And, right. And cry. That's fine. Just go ahead and cry. Because yeah. I sure did cry. I cried. Oh, I cried like a little bitch. It was like, oh my God, I cried. It's just her stage presence. Everything about her was beautiful. The night was great.
1: It was the night so nice. It was so nice. I just I'm remembering, yeah, exactly. Her stage presence was incredible. And uh, you know, a genius performer can make it look easy, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, this is just this is just what I do. I'm just Jamming it out, but it's like everybody knows it's actually not easy. Uh, But she uh, did that and went through her catalog, uh, went through her hits, including Islands and Stream, Nine Five, Jolene, and then played I Will Always Love You near the end. And uh, God, like I got chills. She just, the emotion she delivers that song with live, absolutely incredible. And I think listeners who've uh, had the privilege of seeing her live would agree but it's really a testament to the staying power of the song and the legacy of this song for sure.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. I so wanted to record that, you know, just record the, the clientele, everything yeah. about it. It was just so special, but I was like, Nope, live in this moment. Don't get on my phone. And I yeah. just remember, cause I mean, Dolly's rendition of I will always love you. It's really peaceful. It's very quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it. I just remember like cool. everyone was so focused on her nobody was talking everyone was just looking no. at her and just it was great because normally you know you go to a show of course there's going to be people having interactions whatever whatever but i swear to god everyone was just like oh dolly's on shut up Shh. yeah just listen it yeah it's amazing <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> it completely, and i have i have goosebumps as we're talking about it um yeah, yeah. We're so incredible. we're so lucky, Stephanie. We're so I know. lucky.
1: I think about this all the time. It's like, man, to be able to see somebody like that, somebody who's, I mean, just talk about traversing these eras. Mm-hmm. In Odyssey, right. And shes if you zoom out and you think about her as a person too, right? Like she is very, I think, open in the fact that she touches these different areas, something she was even kind of pretty humble about was, you know, how she helped out during the COVID crisis. Yeah. We actually, yeah, owe her for, for helping to fund the first vaccine. She funded the first um, Moderna vaccine. She donated $1 million to Vanderbilt University Medical Center, worked with Moderna to help develop one of the very first wow. vaccines to be authorized in the U.S. And the U.S. federal government eventually um, invested the $1 billion in the creation testing of the vaccine, but she, the leader of that research effort actually said Dolly Parton's donation funded the early critical stages, which is amazing, right? It's awesome. It's amazing. My gosh.
0: Yes. Like this woman can do no wrong. I mean, and I think the best thing about it is she can do no wrong because she's herself. Like she, she just doesn't give a fuck. She's like, I am who I am. <laughs> she doesn't. And I love it. And I think that, you know, the way she portrays herself in the media and so forth, it seems like she's very genuine. Um, so that's awesome. Thank you, Dolly, because, yeah, um, we yeah. needed that help. So science loves you. We love you. Yeah. That's awesome. And she's, uh, you know, Dolly's everywhere, man. And she even has a couple of uh, Netflix specials and stuff. So has
1: yeah, 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 stuff a- you
0: had mentioned one.
1: Yeah, she's everywhere. There's a great... Um, Netflix special called Dolly Parton, Here I Am, came out in 2019, and it's a documentary, which is my favorite type of yeah. documentary, but also just my favorite genre in general. Um, there's some great stories, and I really loved it. You can hear uh, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin talk about her um, in that, but she talks, um, Dolly talks a little bit about um, writing nine to five, and she wrote mm-hmm. the song while the movie was in production. They just said, Dolly, are you able to create a theme song for this? We trust you to do it while we're filming the movie, which I thought was awesome. So she did, I think she'd said like kind of verse by verse and would share it with folks as she wrote it. And so that percussion, that famous percussion on 9 to 5 was her acrylic nails. She initially did it with that, but that actually made it on the record too, which is a pretty neat effect. She intended that, of course, to sound like a, a typewriter. So, yeah, fun little factoids in that Netflix special. Totally encourage folks to check it out. It was really a lot of fun.
0: That's cool. That is cool, man. Nine to five, y'all. Y'all need to see that movie. Um, Yeah. I remember this is, that movie was hilarious. I can still watch it to this day. It's funny. A lot of fun there. Um, And there's a little fact about uh, Nine to Five and Dolly. I think we're just meant to be, she kind of foreshadowed my life, y'all, with this song because this song was number one. On the Billboard charts. The day I was born, February twenty first, nineteen eighty one, and yeah, I've been working since it's been legal for me to work, and I'm always trying to work hard and make other looks make making others look good, and that's exactly what Dolly is talking about. You yeah. work hard, making other people look good, you know, doing your nine to five. And I'm like, Dolly, like that's my life. Right. Looking nine to five as we all are. But I think it's pretty funny. I just think that we have this cosmic connection that she, because she, I'm stupid. Okay. Let's just be real. I'm blowing shit out of proportion. But I just <laughs> feel that we have a connection um, in, in a weird way um, because she is um, amazing. She is everything. There's a movie in 2015, Coat of Many Colors, that I also saw. that's um, based off her 1968 song, and um, basically, it's the movie takes you um, through her life, um, talking about she grew up from nothing, y'all. She grew up extremely poor, um, you know, extreme poverty for sure, which is another reason why I really, really admire Dolly because she took risks. And, um, you know, when she got out of her comfort zone. You'd say, yeah, poverty's not comfortable. But no, everybody gets in their comfort zone when they're in a certain type of life. But she she strove. She had that drive. And well, this, uh, you know, the movies about her life, but also the coat itself that she would wear and how her mom would just take little different uh, pieces of fabric and weave them together to make her hand me down coat. And it was pretty cool. Um, very touching.
1: Yeah. And the song for folks who don't know it. Yeah, it was like her mom took literal rags and was like, Oh, I'm going to make these things that I just found. It's like, Oh, it's a code of many colors because this is just things that I found. This is really based on her life. And she's pretty open about what she's, what she grew up with. And then also, you know, how she gives back, especially to the, um, the Appalachian community too. She also does a program where she sends out books to kids, that kids who've never, Gotten a new book of their own can have that, and I thought that was really neat. We just need to
0: hurry up and put her face on a candle, man. She's like
1: she's or Mount safe Rushmore. Serious.
0: Yeah, let's do that. We need Dolly. Yes, yes. Um, another cool thing about Dolly is that it, you know, she likes to have fun. She has fun on stage. Well, she has an amusement park that has been around for quite some time, yeah. Dollywood, and I still haven't gone. Steph, we haven't gone. Right? You like, still haven't gone
1: yet? No, never gone.
0: So, yeah, um, we need to go ahead and just make a music trip and go God, see we talk about going to Princess Paisley Park and then just make a little stop in Dollywood. Yeah. And then we got to figure it out what a, what a third stop because good things come in threes. Right. So it we got to think about the third destination. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I have a friend who lives out near the park and he always has a great time. Um, I, I'm all about it. I love amusement parks myself. So um, and I know you do, too. Steph, I love amusement know, parks. You know, this happen. Yeah, can
1: happen. okay. We'll plan that for some kind of like music-specific trip, music-themed trip. Mm-hmm. So cool. Okay, on my list for this year. And then I also just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, Dolly's approach to beauty, which is just a legendary yeah. thing. And first of all, I love it. Um, I love how she's like, I'm creating my own image, and I don't care what you think. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes people get ragged on for that, but no, I love it. Of course. And she has famously said she was a child and saw a beautiful woman walking in their town with her hair, off and makeup, all done up. She's walking down the street. She said, mom, mm-hmm. oh, she's so beautiful. And her mom said, that's the town tramp. And <laughs> Dolly said, uh, she'd said, well, in adulthood, I guess I modeled my look after the town tramp, you know? Ever. Modern terms, I don't know if that means a sex worker or if her mom just meant like, oh, that's a sex positive woman. But anyway, Dolly embraced whatever this woman was doing. <laughs> and I was like, that's amazing, Dolly. Good for you. And created this beautiful look. Because Dolly's gorgeous. Yes, and she is. She looks great. She has these just meticulous beauty standards. Everyone's got their own, you know, their own mm. thing. And she's like, This is this is me. This is what I've created. I've heard her story saying that. Um, I love this too. She's like, I go to bed with my makeup on. I, she's like, I take it off in the morning, which I think is um, hilarious, but also awesome. But she had said, I don't know if she was joking about this, but she's like, I don't want to do a bait and switch for my husband. I don't want to take everything off and be like, Hey, this is a different, this is a different person. I think that's very funny. So anyway, she's like, whatever, this is what I do. I respect when people are just like, I have a thing and this is what I do. And I'm like, cool, who am I to judge your thing? But mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny going back to nine to five when she was filming that movie. She was with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. They'd have like hotel suite sleepovers to discuss the movie mm. and the same character. And Dolly would play some of the music she was writing for the movie. And they'd said on the Netflix show. We never, during the sleepovers, we never saw Dolly without her makeup. We woke up and she was freshly in her makeup for the day. And she's like, part of my professionalism is my image, basically. And I thought that was awesome. It's just like, hey, guys, like, I'm not even going to talk about it. Like, this is just kind of who I am. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that from her. I like that she normalizes, like, you create, create your look and stick to it. I think women are often told to look a certain way or not age or look a certain way for your age. And then simultaneously right. told or pressured to be like, and also look natural. And it's usually dudes that are saying this. Mm-hmm. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. And I think the look that a woman creates is for her, it's for ourselves. And I think Dolly gets that completely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dolly can hang out with me any day and put on some makeup and whatever she needs to do. Dolly needs to dollify me. I'm down. Let's do it. That sounds amazing. Um, Yeah. Dolly. I mean, even you think about Dolly, I mean, honestly, I mean, her look, of course, you know, I mean, I'm I'm just going to throw it out there. Her breast implants. I mean, that is something that she talks about as well. I mean, that's part of her image. She wanted this kind of Barbie doll image and, you know, in her Dolly way. Um, and so I think that's great. Yeah. And her wigs, like she wears wigs, she does all these things. It's a look. So she is definitely an icon and some, you know, just, uh, I would say just a positive role model, whatever, just to love yourself. Everyone says, I'll be natural on this. Love yourself. Well, you know, love yourself. If you're going to, you know, if loving yourself means that you're going to be wearing blue eyeshadow and red lipstick, then by all means do it, do it, do it. There's no standard. So Dolly, thank you for that, because I know that you have definitely helped a lot of uh, folks, you know, just embrace themselves. And that's cool. That's, that's very cool. So Dolly, man. Come dollify me.
1: I'm ready for my makeover anytime. (laughs) I agree with you. Plus 1000, Pena. So cool to be able to talk about Dolly today. And, you know, again, just being grateful to share all of our stories and memories and facts for a full year with folks. And wouldn't be possible if people weren't listening. So thank you again. for Love. Thank you for listening. Thanks for folks who found us on Good Pods and rated us there. Um, We have a lot of, good visibility. If you just tap a quick five-star rating episode, we would love it if you did. Thank you for digging into the back catalog. Thank you for all of it. Really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely guys. So remember um, we have the giveaway. So please um, send us an email at Stephanie's talk at Gmail. And in the subject line, you just need to type in the phrase one year um, and we will enter you into a drawing. So really do appreciate that. And also of course, you can uh, connect with us on all the social platforms. So that's at Stephanie's Talk Tunes on IG, Facebook, and TikTok, and at Stephanie's Talk on Twitter. Um, and I do echo uh, Stephanie's feelings regarding and you know regarding all of our our ratings and so forth. Thank you so much. Thank you. And if you got a you got a second. Please uh, give us a five star. Um, we appreciate it. And uh, I will see you soon. This is Penya. I'm
1: out. Fire's here, out. Thank you, guys. See you in two weeks. Bye bye.